Are you ready to join the podcasting revolution? With Podcasting What You Should Know, you'll have all the tools and knowledge you need to create a successful show. From the latest trends and secret tools to building a strong team and protecting yourself with contracts, this book covers it all. Plus, you'll learn how to stand out and continue to grow your audience. Don't miss out on this opportunity to take your podcasting skills to the next level. Get your copy of Podcasting What You Should Know today. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the show radio. This is episode 637 of the show. I'm your host, Andrew. Hey, guys, and I'm Danny. And this is your source for tech, gaming, and entertainment news. A couple of things we want to cover in this episode. Daniela, how are you today? It doesn't even feel like a Sunday. I don't know what it feels like, but I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I've just been studying. Got to get my Windows certifications, you know, personal work stuff. But other than that, been pretty, pretty good, actually. How have you been? I'm good. I'm good. I had I had this workout I had to get into today. Uh, I did 20 miles on the the bike. I'm really happy about that. I've been putting it off for a little bit, but I definitely want to get back into that feeling really, really good. I thought I was going to be tired uh, with with that particular workout. That was about an hour plus, an hour and 10 minutes. I think the average speed was uh, 16 uh, miles an hour, which is not too fast. I didn't want to rush back into it. But, you know, I'm glad that, you know, I was able to get the workout in. I just feel, you know, you just feel, you know, energetic. At least I do. You know, I thought I was going to be tired. Since I haven't done it, you know, for a little bit, but I'm glad to to be back into that. So, um, yeah. And then from there, you know, going to do some food afterwards. And I don't know, maybe I'll make a run to the store and get some snacks or something. But uh, but yeah, it's been good. You know, we're back. We're back on the mics, you know, so excited about that. Episode 637. Um, very light, you know, whoa long. We'll do some quick impressions of that uh, based on what I saw and what I played. Um, and I'm like really right at the beginning, but I just want to touch on that. Uh, Team Ninja has always done fantastic things. And then from there, we'll talk, you know, Halo Infinite a little bit, Fortnite, Pokemon, and then Xbox stuff. And then we'll wrap. Uh, so um, anything that you've seen on Wolong that that you you think you that may interest you? Um, Wolong Fallen Dynasty. Quick impression. I mean, it's it looks beautiful. And Team Ninja does do some great games. I am just terrible at those Dark Soulsy kind of games like the hack and slash. But then I also you have to be smart about it. And I'm just I'm not. <laughs> I just want to slash at everything. I hardly ever dodge. It's kind of like in shooters where I hardly ever hide. I'm just out there in the open. I'm just like an easy easy kill but no it's a beautiful looking game a lot of action i i love the setting that it's in um just i haven't had as much time as i would like in games i've been kind of focusing on just one game at the moment i'm proud of myself for that but (laughs) it'll be on my list i'll give it a try because it's on it's on the game pass right absolutely it is on the game pass i think it was about 45 ish gigs um but it is on the game pass for sure yeah when I can get past this studying, I'm definitely going to be like grinding out on some games because I'm so behind and everybody's enjoying this. But I, I do see a lot of people on my timeline on Twitter really enjoying this game, really jumping in on it. So that's always a good sign. At least I take it as a good sign. Yeah, absolutely. I haven't heard you know anybody complaining about the game. I know there were some bugs that needed to be ironed out. So outside of that, I think that the game has received, you know, great reception. I think they may do like some collaboration with Nakara or something like that. I briefly saw 
Uh, but uh, based on what I checked out, you know, the story in the beginning, you know, Team Ninja has always done a great job giving you like the story and immersing you in, in the world at the very beginning of the game, whether it was Ninja Gaiden stuff uh, or even, you know, this title here. And they've done some amazing games throughout the years. And yeah, I'm excited to to dig a little bit deeper into that world. It's It's been a while since I played a game like this. So I'm looking forward to seeing, uh, you know, what's in store. Uh, but yeah, it is on the Xbox Game Pass. So definitely check that out if you haven't, uh, especially if you have the Xbox Game Pass. So there's that. Um, any other thoughts on that? How are you really liking it? I know you're in the beginning part of it, but... Like, what are what is it that's setting this game apart from the others that are similar within the genre? I think that there's just something special that Team Ninja has always done when it comes to the hack and slasher. They they make the game, you know, somewhat difficult, but it's only difficult if you haven't mastered the fundamentals. Right. So I think that that at the core of it, they've always done a great job. You know, so I've always been excited to check out any Team Ninja game. Uh, because of what they've done with the Ninja Gaiden series. And I know that they were prepping, you know, they always have like, you know, sales and, and things coming up, especially if they're having a new release. So I know that they had the the collection for Ninja Gaiden that released, uh, I don't know if it was last year or, but, you know, in recent years, at least within the last two years, they did the collection for, for Steam uh, for Ninja Gaiden. And I think that there's just something special about what they've done with the hack and slash, you know, type of genre. And I don't want to say it's more of the same. The story is definitely different, but in terms of like mechanics, it does feel familiar uh, with uh, some of the stuff that I've experienced from Ninja Gaiden. So I think that uh, the familiarity stuff makes it easy to, to get into the game. You know, you do, you're able to set up your character in the beginning, whether you want to, to do male, female, other, there are pronoun stuff you could do, there are skin color things that you could do. Uh, so there are some things that are, uh, not necessarily something that you would see in in a Ninja Gaiden game, but outside of that, uh, I'm trying to figure out if there is like a game release fatigue going on with me. Um, and the reason I say that is even with Destiny coming out with their stuff, and then Division having their season uh, eleven dropping, I haven't even done anything with Lightfall. I haven't even picked up Lightfall yet. So I'm trying to figure out: Am I just really embracing uh, more of the same because it's familiar? Because it seems like those are the titles that I'm playing now. But um, getting back into that, the Wolong stuff, I think it is really a genre that I've enjoyed over the years uh, before I got wrapped up with the Call of Duty stuff and the FPS. Uh, the Yeah, the FPS stuff. But, uh, but I like it. I like it. I think that what sets it apart outside of the making of your character in the beginning, uh, I would say that. And then then you have the familiarity of your your hack and slasher format, which is dope. Uh, you also have the immersed storytelling, which is always fantastic. And I, and I dig that as well. So, so there's a little bit of, you know, um, old and new, uh, in my opinion, but, um, I think that's a good balance. What kind of build are you going after? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I think I'm just going to like, I'm trying to, to get to a place where, cause I mean, there's so many games that gets thrown at us, right? Like there's so many things out there. I think I, I just want to get to a place where I'm just enjoying the games. Uh, just for what they are and not to be overly critical about it, you know, before even allowing me to enjoy the experience. So I think, I don't know, I'm just going to probably do something very familiar to Ninja Gaiden, if that's possible. Um, Again, we're doing quick impressions here. Uh, I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not going to like overthink it, you know, when it comes to 
for that portion of it. And if there's something very similar to you, what I would do in Ninja Garden, I'll probably go with that first and, and then go from there. Okay. Yeah. I'll let it, you know when I get a chance to check it out. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It is definitely a dope storytelling. They've always done a great job with that. Um, I've always appreciated their games and, you know, I don't even know what they're, you know, rating the game out there. I haven't really looked into that. And I think I'm, I've stopped doing that. I know we recently talked about like rating of games recently um, because we were talking about, you know, Hogwarts Legacy, re- you know, within the last two episodes or whatever. But it's just one of those things where I just want to enjoy it so we can talk about it here. Right. Whether you're doing quick impressions, you know, long reviews or whatever, or, or you know, extensive look or whatever you want to call those things. And I just want to enjoy the experience, you know, from our you know perspective and then and then, you know, go from there. Yeah, I think I've definitely been on that same boat. Like I haven't really been looking at other outlets like reviews on things unless it's somebody that I really know. And I still stick with this unless I know that our tastes are very similar. I kind of take reviews with a grain of salt because what one person doesn't like another person's going to love. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I think that's like the the most we're going to talk about anything on, on this list, because everything is really like quick hits after that, you know, especially with the fact that with. um. Oh, well, before I, I just jump into anything else, do you have anything else on Wolong? No, I'm good. OK, cool, cool. So so Halo Infinite, you know, Forge Beta passes one million creations. I think that's amazing uh, for the Forge community. And but the thing is, I haven't really played Halo that much ever since the game came out. So uh, because there were a lot of things they were expecting from the game out of the gate and then they were uh, put off because of, of delays and stuff like that. And I think that the game is really trying to find its identity within the Halo universe. And I know that's tough love, if you want to call it that. But I don't really hear people talking about Halo unless Halo is being played in a tournament, you know, that's being sponsored by a big, you know, whatever. Right. Outside of that, I don't know anybody right now that's playing Halo. That's not necessarily a bad thing. You know, maybe I just need more friends. But, you know, there's just one of those things where, yes, this is a great achievement for the community. but. I'll, I'll yield there. Any thoughts on that? I think that's amazing that there's been over a million creations that have been made. Like, I, I'm kind of on the same boat as you where I don't know a whole lot of people who are playing it, at least regularly. Maybe like they'll dabble in it for a little bit. But to still reach that that milestone with not having a whole lot of buzz behind it, I think is pretty impressive still. Yeah, I agree with that for sure. Yeah, I, I even thought about like turning on the game, the most I've done with Halo today, like before we even recorded, was just like doing the updates. Like there was an update that needed to be done. I think it was about eight or nine gigs or something like that. And then there was some patching that needed to be done. And while I was doing that, I got caught up doing something else and I didn't even go back to it, you know? So, and then while I was doing that, I was downloading, you know, Wolong, which is about 45 gigs and trying to figure out where I was going to put that. And then still trying to figure out where I'm going to put 86 plus gigs of Lightfall you know, once I pick that up. So Destiny right now on my hard drive is 100 gigs alone. Destiny 2 is 100 gigs without Lightfall. So adding Lightfall will make it all, almost 200 gigs, which like these games are getting like ridiculous and inside. I get why, but you just have to find a place to put those things. But, but yeah, so so Halo, you know, I at some point going to look at it again, you know, uh, to to see even some of the classic maps from Halo 2, Halo 3. If those are, are properly labeled and easily searchable, I think I definitely want to check those out and see what the community has done, you know, with that, you know, through the Forge beta stuff. So I'm excited about that. Like if there's anything I'm excited about for Halo, that is definitely like, you know, like your Beaver Creek and, 
you know, um, any any of those maps that were legendary and and the Halo 2, Halo 3 days. I'm looking forward to see if those were remade. And again, at a million creations, it's highly likely that they were. Right. So so there's that. Any other thoughts there? I think since I don't really play Halo, I don't. And that's never been my thing. Um, and it was shameful. As far as Halo goes, like the only thing I really want to see is just season two <laughs> of the TV series. That's like kind of all I want from Halo right now. And I don't think there's like announced date for that at all. So that's the only thing I'm looking forward to. I know that that's kind of like the Halo TV series. It's kind of like either really love it or you really hate it kind of thing. And if you're a big Halo game fan, you're not. I noticed that not too many people are really liking the TV show, but I am. So that's what I'm looking forward to. And I would love to have some like updates on that. Hopefully we get another season this year. Yeah, I, I loved it for what it was. Um, it's still memorable to me in a lot of ways, uh, characters and, and things of that nature. Um, I, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. I, I don't think that there's um, we, we didn't really like do like we didn't talk bad about the series. I think we enjoyed it as you we were watching it. I did. I definitely did. Yeah, I think they did a great job with it. So, yeah. So I'm looking forward to season two as well. Uh, there's so there's that, you know, on the you know movie and, and uh, the the motion picture stuff. Uh, Idris Elba uh, has a, um, a movie coming out on Netflix for Luther. So I'm looking forward to that. Right. Because Luther is one of my favorite series to date. And I think they had like five seasons and that series, you know, if you like psychological, you know, crime thriller type shows and you appreciate it, just Elba's, you know, acting, I think he's pretty dope. You, you might enjoy Luther. So it's definitely one to, to consider. Um, but yeah, so, so Halo, you know, shout outs to, to Halo for sure uh, with a million creations in the Forge beta. Uh, so there's that. So. So this game, uh, next one I haven't played in years. Okay. Uh, but I do think that they've done a lot for, um, for gaming, right? We've, we've seen concerts, you know, in this particular game, you know, with different things. Uh, so Fortnite, they're considering, um, a first person mode. What's your thoughts there? So I haven't played Fortnite in years either. My son still plays it from time to time and I see it. So much has changed in that game. My Lord. Um, the adding a first person, I think interesting change i'm sure there's a lot of people who are looking forward to that don't know but you know at this point fortnite is just going with it and people just buy into it um it's not going anywhere i'm i'm so glad i got over the addiction of battle royale specifically fortnite okay um i'm proud of myself but yeah, I mean, can I don't think anybody can really complain about what they've done creatively and decisions going forward, the different partnerships and limited time events that they've had. They've had great success. So if they're going to finally make it this first person mode available, tons of people are going to jump on that and they're going to be stoked and happy. I mean, most most of the shooters that are out there are first person to begin with, and it's very much catered to them. So. If if that's a that's a thing and that's what they're going to be doing, I don't see how they can possibly go wrong. Yeah, I I really do. They have third person right now. Yeah, it's over the shoulder. It is over the shoulder, right? Um, yeah. I, I mean, I think I think the game has always been dope. 
you know, I've watched a lot of, you know, videos of, you know, people playing it and stuff like that. So I've always enjoyed that aspect of it. Just, you know, checking out how people uh, get their their kills and, and how they're able to navigate, um, you know, getting weapons and all that stuff, you know, in the game. So a first person mode in that I think would be really, really interesting. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see how they incorporate that, you know, with a game that's been around for such a long time and still still popular. Right. Um, it, it didn't really die off like people think it, it was going to die off. Yes, some, you know, prominent streamers may not play it as often as they used to, but it's a game that, you know, is a staple in, in a lot of things that we still see. Right. And it has inspired a lot of games, too. Right. There's that. So. Oh, yeah, it has. Um, and it's a, it's amazing where it started off to where it's at now. It's it's crazy. So it's just going to keep going. Yeah, they found the sure. right formula for themselves. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Even if they had to recalibrate a couple of things, I, I do agree with that for sure. Uh, so you have that Fortnite first person mode, maybe on a way. So definitely look out for that. Uh, next thing that we have is Pokemon anime series. Okay, so there was a trailer for that. The trailer was about like 50 seconds or whatever, uh, introducing some characters uh, and the Pokemon, the, the anime series that is coming up. Uh, any thoughts on that? What do you think about that trailer? It's, I'm not, I'm not going to pretend that I've been keeping up with like Pokemon like daily and regularly to know exactly Ash's journey from beginning to end. I remember watching my first Pokemon episode. I think I was in, I want to say I was in the fifth or sixth grade. Let's see. Was, well, he's been, he's been in Pokemon for 25 years. Makes me 13. Maybe it was a little bit longer. Maybe it was seventh grade. But it was ages ago. <laughs> I right. was a child. So to see that, you know, after 25 years now, it's, he's, he's moving on. Um, he's been 10 years old for like this entire time. Um, it's it's definitely interesting and i i can hope that this you know the new characters that they're introducing you know will carry on for the next like 25 years or five years however way they're going to do it but i think of things that are changing that is that is pretty big within the pokemon world to not have ash catch him a part of it i would assume that he might have like a little guest storyline somewhere within this new arc that they're going with here but i guess it's pretty good yeah i think i'm not i'm not too sure yet like it's it's weird to watch a trailer and he's not there i agree i definitely agree with that i i do i do feel like you know checking out new characters is going to be interesting so it's like it's we're doing like the wait and see thing right so yes we saw the trailer yes they kind of gave us a little you know um what motivates those characters right but we haven't seen them in action so i think that we're both on a wait and see kind of thing. And I've always enjoyed, you know, the, the theme song for Pokemon, the, you know, with, with Ash and, and crew, if you will. So that to me, that's probably one of the best theme songs. Um, one of the most memorable ones for me, uh, Sailor Moon is good too. And, you know, we can go down the list, right? Rabbit hole of that stuff. But, but yeah, so I, I think there's a wait and see uh, for sure. But when it comes to uh, Pokemon, they, they've done a great job. Um, staying relevant and still putting out, you know, dope games and and things that we want to consume, even if I don't consume it on a regular basis. But there's that. Any additional thoughts there? Pokemon is the anime series that will just never end, kind of like One Piece. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. I, I should find a list about how many Pokemon episodes there are. 
maybe I'll start it over. I don't know. We'll see how I'll time myself how long that uh that takes me to watch them all. Right. You have that and Naruto. They had a lot of episodes, right? A lot of uh, of episodes of that. Then you had Dragon Ball Z, a lot of episodes of that. Right. So uh, there's been some dope shows over the years. You know, uh, hopefully maybe we can get like a, a Thundercats remake that we actually want to see. Maybe, you oh, know, that would be nice. That would be that would be amazing if we can get one that we actually want to see. The last thing that they tried, eh, nah. Let's just go back to you know what we remember. You know, it was so bad that they had to find a way to give us the other, uh, the original series to watch, right? Yeah. <laughs> because it was like you didn't like the new stuff. Let's give you the the stuff that you enjoyed over the years. You know, eighties uh, or whatever. But um, but yeah. So so yeah, Pokemon anime series. You know that's that's gonna be dope. You know, high expectations. I'm sure it's going to be fine. I'm sure it's going to be fine. So I think two more things. I think the other thing I don't have on the list yet, but because um, I want to ask you directly, you know, with, um, you know, setup and stuff like that. Uh, but uh, the one before the last thing, uh, first the fridge, now the Xbox toaster, Daniela, like what, what do you, you know, these appliances and different things like that, that they're putting out. I don't, I'm not against it, but I just want to hear your thoughts. Um. So the fridge, I have the fridge. <laughs> um, I did not mean to buy it. I don't know what I was thinking when I did. Because you wanted it. You wanted the fridge. So you got the I, fridge. I, I wasn't I wasn't sure I wanted the fridge, but it was just one and it happened to be in Target. So because I did not know if I wanted it or not, I bought it and I figured I'm going to hold it for a little bit. I'm going to keep my receipt. And see how I feel if I regret it or anything like that. It was really an impulsive purchase. And I kept it in the box. And I, I was pretty sure that I was pretty close of like, no, this is ridiculous. I don't have anywhere to put this. I don't, I'm, I'm not really going to use it. And then my apartment flooded, which damaged the box. It didn't ruin the, the fridge, fridge works, but like it completely destroyed the box. And I'm like, and it kind of ruined the receipt the ink kind of washed away there so i was like well i guess i have to keep it now <laughs> the universe decided for me so if there if there's going to be a toaster i don't know like if you're an xbox fan or that is your home aesthetic that you're going for that gamer look then yeah of course you're gonna buy it and it's gonna be right up your alley for me i'm like mm, i don't know i i don't know if they're kind of just really just trying to capitalize on it they probably are but i feel like this one is a far stretch to make the xbox series as like theme toaster like the fridge kind of made sense because that was a meme that was a meme that somebody made before it actually released and it really you know really caught on and everybody saw it and it was funny so they're like yeah okay we'll make it that so that made sense i i don't know about this toaster thing it seems a little bit ridiculous so because the fridge did well, right, why not try the toaster, right? And I think the other thing, too, it's like not everybody, but there's a good portion of individuals that take pictures in their in their kitchen, right? And having that, you know, in the background and seeing that, it's almost like having the bag uh, of whatever, you know, fast food, if that's your thing, and you have the bag that has the logo or the thing on it, right? It, it's It's the subliminal marketing aspect of it that they're going to really capitalize on not like because you know the bag 
uh, you know, heading home or the cup that has the logo of the thing on it. And people are like, oh, you know, all of a sudden I want, you know, this this coffee or, you know, I want this, you know, slurpy big gulp or whatever it is. Right. And I think that I think it's brilliant in a lot of ways and people are going to buy it. People are going to buy it. They have a, enough of a following that people are going to invest in the toaster. Um, again, you invested in the fridge. I know your situation is unique in a lot of ways, right? But um, they they still found a way to have individuals buy the fridge, right? And the fridge did extremely well. So it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me that you know the toaster is going to do well. I just bought a new toaster uh, maybe like uh, two months ago, give or take. So you know I'm not in a market for that, but I would be more in a market for an actual console and, instead of a toaster. But I think the subliminal marketing is going to catch a lot of folks. And why not? Right. If you if you love Xbox, as you shared, and you're looking for a toaster, you're going to buy it. And it, it's working for them, even though they're not necessarily focusing on, you know, console sales per se or or as far as like, you know, subscriber numbers for uh, pass, you know, whether they're giving those numbers out or not. You know, now the focus is to be everywhere, not just the TVs, right? You could just, you know, use your controller and then play, you know, Xbox or the TV that has the, you know, built-in software or whatever you want to call it. Now they're going from TV. Now they're in, now they got your fridge and now they're going to be a toaster. Like it's just, it's working for them and testing out those waters and they have the money to test it out to see if it's going to work and, and we're buying it. So because we're buying it, they're going to continue doing things like that. That's my projection. You know, if if I were to give one. So I agree with you. I do. But looking at this, looking at, you know, what was posted online about this X Series S toaster, it just doesn't seem like it has one slot. So unless you can fit two slices of bread in there, it could take forever. Right. But also looking at it, it kind of reminds me of one of those old school radios. Okay. And it's funny because if it was marketed to me like that, I think I might actually buy it if it was a radio. Okay. Okay. And okay. I, funny enough, I do have one and I was kind of in the market for one because during, during COVID, um, there was this outdoor movie theater so that you could still watch movies and they didn't play new movies. It was put on this projector, but the audio was broadcasted over, you know, radio frequencies and you can listen to your car or if you had a radio that could tune to whatever you know, the station that it was on, you can just like listen to it from there. And I actually had to go and search for one. I had to buy it on Amazon. So if that was marketed to me like that, and it was a Series S like radio with Bluetooth capabilities, <laughs> I would totally buy it. Toaster, you don't have me sold. Looking at this, to- like this little, I don't know if it's real or not. Toaster mock up here looks like a radio to me and I would buy it as such. Well, it, it has two slots. It looks like one slot, though. It looks like one. It, it does look like one. Uh, Anti-jam function, anti-slip feet suitable for uh, 120 by 120, I guess, millimeter bread, uh, 40 millimeter side slots, two slice toaster. And the power is like 120, 60 hertz um, for for the specs. So those are the specs for it right now. Hold on one second. 
It um, looks like you can fit one slice of like sourdough bread in there. Right, right. You're not going to be able to do, you might not be able to do like a bagel in there or anything. I don't know. <laughs> it's, it says that you could do bagels. Uh, I don't see that. I don't, that is the thinnest looking bagel I've ever seen, if so. Right, right. You have to squish the bagel to make sure the bagel fits, maybe. You know, put, you know, press the bagel down and then put it in the slot and then go from there. I don't know. I don't know. But at the end of the day, this is what you're getting, Daniela. Okay, you're getting a Series S toaster. All right, you're getting it sometime I soon. Just having a Series S if anybody's got one laying around. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. So yeah, so that's that's what's going on with that. Uh, any final thoughts on that? If this is real, make it a radio. I'll buy it. <laughs> make it a radio <laughs> for sure, for sure. So last but not least, uh, Daniela, uh, you sound amazing. Um, tell us, you know, what you're, what you're rocking with and how you have it set up, you know, with, uh, with your, your mic. Oh, so Andrew was so nice and Logitech was so nice. So I'm rocking Logitech Blue Sono. Um, I got it, I got it yesterday and I set it up this morning. I'm still trying, I'm still, I gotta mess around with the settings here because, um, I'm still using the same XLR cables. So I'm still having it go to my Goal XLR. I had to reduce the gain a little bit, but what I found interesting because this is a um, dynamic mic, but I had to, it was in CoXLR, it wouldn't recognize it as a dynamic mic. Mm. I had to select, um, I had to select condenser for it to activate, which I found very interesting. So I'm not entirely sure if I have it set up 100% correct right now. Mm -hmm. So I have a lot of fiddling around to do it, but I love the way, I love the way it looks. I hope it sounds pretty good right now. We're going to mess around with it still. You sound good. You sound really good. Uh, are you using the the black foam or, or the other foam? The black foam. Okay. The red is just too bright for me. Okay. It doesn't, it doesn't like, it kind of clashes with my dark theme neon. Okay. Retro, like color scheme here of my desk. But I love that the, the filter um, between the two is really easy to remove and replace. It has like kind of this little magnetic snap on ring at the base. Yeah. But I like it so far. It looks so good. Thank you. No, thank you. If I got it, you got it. You know, that's that's always been a thing. You know, I can't get all the good stuff. <laughs> you know, saying? that'd be weird. Like I can't get all upgrades and, and you don't have any upgrades. That's that would be weird to me. Yeah. So if I got it, you got it. I'm glad it's working out. Um, do you have it? Oh, I had another question for you. Do you have it angled or is it directly in front of you? Because mine's angled directly in front of me because I was like looking at it and I feel like I have to talk I have to use it from the top I got the best sound out of it um that way I'm gonna mess around with it still but yeah I have it just directly facing right at me okay cool and how long did it take for you to to set up because you already had your go xlr you had your xlr cables already so where was it more of it's it's on now and then I'm just learning like the buttons or like what what is um how long did it take for you to like start using it oh that that part was really quick since most of my stuff is all set up i think the hardest part was just figuring out the mic profiles um and adjusting you know the gain the gate the different thresholds for it um because i am coming from the oh what was the model the behringer which i absolutely do love and I that mic still, is a champ yeah yeah it is and i'm still going to use it for any you know on the site things um, or backup or anything like that because it's still a fantastic mic uh, but 
I think that that was part that was the hardest um, or not really the hardest, but the longest right now for me is just finding that sweet spot to getting the best sound. And I feel like I still need to mess around with that. Mm -hmm. I I, I mean, if I leave it where it's at now, I think I can be happy with it. Mm -hmm. But considering that I don't know why with the GoXLR like software that it sees it as a condenser and not a dynamic mic, I think is very interesting. Because if I set it for dynamic, I get no sound whatsoever. Mm, But at the same time, I'm not having a problem with it as a set and like using the condenser setup i mean there's there really is no difference in terms of well within the go xlr itself the software um there's no difference really in the different settings that i have available to me um they're both the same i just think that was a very weird thing and i don't think that is uh, a logitech um or blue issue at all as it is you know helicon's go xlr issue no, that's dope. No, I'm glad. I'm glad that it's working out and you sound amazing and you usually do like your, your setup before, you know, was dope, too. And I think that, you know, when we get your, you know, your audio interface that allows us to, you know, set up things a little bit easier, you know, because I have the Monocaster, you have the Go XLR, the Go, the Go XLR has done extremely well in terms of of standing the test of time, even though they did a mini version later. Right. If I remember correctly. They did. Yeah. But for the most part, like the, the main one, you know, still does well. And so I'm glad that everything worked out. And shout outs to Logitech, you know, for for giving us, you know, uh, the the products to check out and, and enjoy and, you know, build our brands, you know. Um, so I'm really you know excited about that because they've always showed love. And and again, you know, it is my pleasure, you know, uh, to to build with you. And I think that we said what six thirty seven, so six forty will mean that you did three hundred episodes with me, which I think that's amazing because you came on at you know three hundred and forty. So that in and of itself is just like to me amazing, right? So, um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm happy that it's working out, and and yeah, let's let's continue having fun. Oh, definitely. I will say the one thing I think I did have to changed just a bit um with this mic i did have to reduce the amount of bass within the equalizer i mm-hmm. came across like i had to increase it on the behringer because i found i sounded a little bit bland without it okay. but i had to reduce it on this one because it was a bit too much okay got it got it okay yeah so i so even my setup here um i don't know if if i'm going to do a lot of adjustments because at first i thought that the conden- the condenser was going to be an issue but once I did get the Maono caster and they have a denoise button, that made all the difference. I never have to worry about, you know, all the extra noise that the condenser would pick up on my microphone. So I think that one button on the, um, I guess the mixer or the audio, whatever you want to call it, made all the difference for me to actually keep this mic for an extremely long time. So, you know, even some of our, um, you know, buddies, you know, like, like Black Oni, he uses the, the blue microphone as well. And one of the things that, you know, I talked to him about recently was that the noise, right? Finding a way to remove the noise as much as possible. So you could still enjoy the microphone for what it offers. Um, and that's always the thing, right? Any mic, right? That's the thing. But with condenser is like a really, really big deal. Right. So, um, so yeah, outside of that, I, you know, I think that, you know, you sound really, really good. Uh, and I'm glad that, you know, things are, are working out for sure. That's always good to know. I mean, I think a lot of a lot of setting up your mic correctly, no matter what type of mic you use, and getting the best sound is a lot of repetitive 
repetitive of recording yourself, saying some phrases, going through and different situations, and then listening to yourself over and over. And after a while, they all start to sound the same. <laughs> and right. You're not even sure. Exactly. So to have somebody else listening to you and telling you you sound good, I'm like, oh, thank God. <laughs> yeah. And, and nobody knows, right? Because at the end of the day, it's going to be compressed anyway. And then the only thing that I had asked, you know, at the beginning was like, can you turn it up a little bit? Right. Not the other way around. So even though the, I, I could still hear you, I was looking for a particular uh, level on like, cause I'm looking at OBS right now. So I was looking for a particular level on OBS to see it. Cause I have the limiter also set in OBS. So as long as it's within a particular range, uh, it's easier to edit, you know, later, but like, I'm not physically doing it cause the software is doing, <laughs> I'm thinking out loud right now. The software is doing all the work, but I just like, just like the original, um, level on your end i just you know ask can you turn it up a little bit and then but yeah outside of that i mean everything is like is like pretty clear oh that's awesome i'm glad i'm really happy about that and there's a lot of things and and this is like for anybody sometimes you have to set up your mic what best sounds for you because here's the other thing too there's a the people that listen to you whether it be a podcast youtube twitch whatever it is they all have different audio setups too and different equalizers and different speakers and different everything. And you're going to sound different to everybody. Absolutely. So it comes down to, are you happy with it? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So like I have like a, a small heater running in the back and it's not coming through the microphone and that's what you want, right? Even if you have something running in, in the room and even the humming of, you know, certain, um, maybe a tower or, you know, fans and different things like that. And a PC, those things can, you know, come through, you know, the vibration of, of the mic, if it doesn't have uh, the, the, I forgot what you call those things. What do you call the, the, the rubber wires around the microphone? I, I don't even know terms right now, but the thing that suspends the microphone. So the sound doesn't travel through it. I don't even remember the term right now, but y'all know what I'm talking about. But at any rate, you know, um, the sh yeah, the shock mount. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, so there's that, that thing. Yeah, that, that thing. Right. So, um, but yeah, so, so yeah, I'm, I'm excited that, um, yeah, 300 episodes around the corner. That's, yep. that's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot, but it's been good. It's been really, really good. Um, any final thoughts on, on the blue sauna and then we'll, we'll get out of here. I love it. I love the weight of it. I love the durability. I love how, it just feels really well made. I'm I'm happy with it. That's awesome. And Daniela, Daniela, where can they find you? You can find me on all the socials at Miss DJM. And where can they find you, Andrew? You can find me at Uriah U R I Y Y A. And thanks for listening. Until next time. Bye, guys. <laughs>